Hey guys, welcome back to Floral Couch Conversations. I'm Emily. And I'm Melissa. And today we are joined with special guest Shayna. Hey everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. It's exciting to be here. We're uh, currently sitting in your 28th floor apartment in Chicago. Yeah, it's a lot more glamorous than it actually is, or it sounds more glamorous than it actually is. I mean, you have a cool view. Yeah, yeah. You can see the sunset reflecting off the buildings. Yeah. 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 And some cranes. Should we take a picture of the view to post on Instagram? Yeah, actually we will. Okay. Actually, the Don't best forget. view is from that window. Okay. So, yeah, get that window. <laughs> Molly's on it. <laughs> so, Shayna, we met because we used to work together at right. a public accounting firm. A public accounting firm, yes. <laughs> Can we not a say company the name? that should not be named. <laughs> I have never named it on the podcast, but also like my name is out there and I, anybody could creep on my LinkedIn if they wanted. Yeah, or so. mine. <laughs> okay, yes, Minor details, yes, anyway. we did work at a public accounting firm together. <laughs> and we were on the same team pretty much the whole time that I was there. Yeah. And we got to be friends yeah yeah no Alyssa was great on all of our teams like she (laughs) was the go-to expert for anything technical it was great oh thank you I was actually thinking um of like nicknames for you when I was on the way over here I don't know why I was just like reminiscing and I was like oh Shana na 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 or or I was like oh I'm gonna go see the other one third of the VGC which was like the valuation girl crew because the three girls on our team at the time were doing the valuation testing it's really boring, but at the time, it was it was special. <laughs> I mean, to give some context to this, I, I am a feminist. I, I would categorize myself as a feminist. And I would say it was so cool that, yeah. if, that we were doing the valuation, which is the most technical, the most high-risk part of the audit. And it wasn't something that uh, people of our uh, level usually That's did. That's true. We were the... Because f- our seniors quit so that was the first time we were given the opportunity (laughs) to do something that was normally reserved for people like a few years older than us yeah actually and it was all girls yeah it was all girls good experience yeah Yeah. it's resume building stuff (laughs) i don't know about that valuation girl crew is actually on my resume (laughs) is it really no you can say valuation crew women crew yeah yeah that's more appropriate or just put vgc and then hope no one guesses what it (laughs) is or questions it ever anyway yeah so obviously you're an accountant yes how did you decide on that on accounting um you know i know you guys have had a lot of accountants on your podcast <laughs> our so, lives are fil- pretty filled with accountants uh, is your husband an accountant yes oh, yep. okay i'm sorry anyways <laughs> <laughs> it's okay it chose this life <laughs> um why i picked accounting is i wanted something more technical and i besides like some of the looser looser um majors like management or i i don't know what else but um finance i i don't think that's loose but uh, that was actually my second major (laughs) but i didn't use it at all (laughs) so i i just ended up being really good at accounting so i just stuck with it so (laughs) yeah i wouldn't say there's a sexy reason i picked it (laughs) Did you always know, because you went to the University of Minnesota, 
did you always know that that's where you wanted to go? Um, Did you know that you were going to be accountant when you went into college? Those are two different questions, but ready, go. (laughs) I can separate them out. (laughs) I I got too excited. (laughs) I, I would say that I was mixed between accounting or finance. And um, I just ended up being better at accounting, so I went with that. Um, For the University of Minnesota, um, I knew I wanted to go to a public school. Uh, It's a lot cheaper. I don't want to go into debt. And um, Good decision. Yeah. (laughs) As two private school kids (laughs) sitting at this table. Hey, you guys got scholarships, right? Oh, three. Okay. We have uh, our special assistant, Molly sitting in with us on the podcast you may know her from a few episodes ago yes yeah. hey molly <laughs> yeah. hey, nice. <laughs> uh so i applied to three colleges i applied to uh indiana madison and the u of m and i got into u of m's business school and you know i knew i wanted to do business so u of m made sense and honestly it was a great decision mm-hmm. uh, my parents were annoyingly around a lot but <laughs> um it, it can be hard of, to get into that school too like i've heard it's kind of competitive i you know i you know if you match me up to the statistics or like the average i had exactly the average i wasn't like i didn't have like curriculars i was definitely not an extraordinary student but my parents were able to help me a lot i was able to see them a lot and it's nice having your parents you know 40 minutes away versus four hours Mm -hmm. away or more if i went to indiana so yeah yeah very cool so while in college did you study abroad Yes, I did. And did, I did anything special happen while you were studying abroad? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, so I, I would say probably best experience of my life, which is really like a lot to say right now, is I studied abroad for a semester in Hong Kong. Um, while I was there, I met a ton of people, so many cool people, had such a great time. And, you know, honestly, I, every day I think about how much I miss it there. Uh, but one of the things I did do is I uh, came back with a boyfriend <laughs> and um, it wasn't the typical boyfriend. It was um, a boy from Germany and now it's uh, six and something years later and we're engaged living together in Chicago after <laughs> I think it was five and a half years of dating long distance and by dating long distance I mean dating overseas and I I can imagine how hard that sounds but honestly every day was kind of an adventure and every time we met was definitely an adventure and it was always like it was very weird it was like meeting I, I don't want to say stranger, but almost a stranger and falling in love again every time we saw each other. Which oh, I, my gosh. I know. I How know. often did you guys get together? I, I would say like every four or five months. Okay. Um, and then we would meet for like two weeks at a time. Um, but when we were both students, we met for like a month at a time, which was really great. But yeah, like I said, it was just like falling in love again and... What's really interesting, though, is when I left Hong Kong, I had zero intention of having a long-distance relationship with him, with my fiancé, Holger, and he he just wouldn't let up. He was like, I'm going to come to Minneapolis to visit you, and 
and like persistent i, I know. like it he's very <laughs> persistent which should have like had some red flags but <laughs> <laughs> um i told him he could come on the basis that we would just be friends and when he was just gonna see america i was gonna make him eat a cinnabon you know like <laughs> And, like, then he would go home, you know? Yeah. From Germany. Uh, to Germany. And uh, instead, he came and he acted like he wasn't interested at all in really? anything but friendship. And it drove me mad. <laughs> it drove me mad. So, um... <laughs> I ended up making the first move. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine like a guy is like comes overseas for you and he doesn't even try anything? I mean, you said you just want to be friends. Yeah, that was he very was just respectful. respecting your wishes. <laughs> That's, uh, which is I think is even a better sign. Come on, you guys know women are complex. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, my my theory is he <laughs> knew what he was doing. I was gonna say, yeah. have you talked to him about it? Was that intentional to get like get you to want him i guess you know i don't know if we've ever covered that but it, whatever you did it works <laughs> call him back in here just yeah, you might have to <laughs> um yeah so that was probably the greatest thing to come out of hong kong um also i still have a lot of friends i still talk to um there's uh, girls that live in D.C. and Boston, and they just came to Chicago about six months ago. We had a great time. We went to ha- Happy Camper. So, yeah, I am very thankful for that experience. So when you were in Hong Kong, how did you guys actually meet? Oh, uh, so we were assigned to the same group project, and uh, just a little bit about that. I was on pass-fail in Hong Kong, and he was on a graded system. So he did all the work. (laughs) (laughs) I remember there was one day we had to meet for the project. And I was like, hey, Holger, all my friends want to go to Ocean Park, which was like an amusement park with pandas. Oh. (laughs) Like there's a panda display. It's pretty popular. And and I was like, is that okay if I go to Ocean Park? And I I think Holger was very mad at me, but I went to Ocean Park, had a great time. <laughs> no regrets. And it all yeah, worked no out anyway. <laughs> I think I got a B in that class. So thank you, Holger. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but I I should have known then when he was willing to do all the work. <laughs> well, I went to Ocean Park, but yeah. It's always been there for you. <laughs> <laughs> he was a big sucker. I don't know. <laughs> so you guys obviously are living in Chicago. Did you ever consider moving to Germany? Yes. I actually, did I tell you about this? Yeah. Okay. Um, I actually applied with PwC to go to Germany to uh, be an auditor there. And at the same time, Holger was applying to come to Chicago to with his company. And what happened is uh, German PwC seemed very interested in me. And actually, I was very surprised how receptive they they are because most of the auditing is done in German. So I would be a significant handicap. Do you speak German? Of course not. (laughs) German is a very hard language. Um, I knew you were taking classes at one point. Yeah. You know, it's so hard to learn when you're not immersed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think I would learn it if I moved to Germany, but... Yeah, so what happened is 
I was in the middle of uh, interviewing with PwC Germany, and Holger completed his interviewing in Chicago, and they said, yeah, come, we'd love to have you, we'll sponsor your visa, and it just, it made sense that he comes to Chicago. I have more opportunities here as much as I would love to work abroad. I would love it, but I, I mean, I do have more opportunities here as a someone who can only speak English. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but his English is perfect. <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah. even notice an accent. I was like, oh, oh he will be so happy to hear that. <laughs> Honestly, like he. I thought that too. I was like, wow. Yeah. Mm, he's so American nowadays. Like he even dresses <laughs> like an American. And, like, <laughs> and uh, you know, he's very happy here. He loves Chicago. I, I think he loves it more than I do, which is That's awesome. strange. Yeah. Your yeah. guys' apartment is really nice. He loves his apartment. Like I, I think if he if we could live in this apartment the rest of our lives he would be pleased <laughs> he would just be like okay done <laughs> like you're not so so sold I, <laughs> I, I mean before you guys got here this place was like covered in boxes and now they're like in our closet <laughs> it's just like as a couple you outgrow a space so quickly especially a one-bedroom apartment we, we can't live here forever we have too much crap <laughs> like have you been experiencing that, Emily? Yeah, but it's more my fault, I think. <laughs> but we do have a lot of boxes, and they're all just piled up in our garage from when we moved in a year ago. They're yeah. still there. <laughs> but we have, it's like a two-bedroom townhouse, kind of, so oh, that's we have a good. little more space. Do you struggle like having to bring stuff up and down the elevator, and like groceries and stuff? Uh, so we we are really lucky we have a grocery store right across the street so it's not like we have to do two weeks of grocery shopping in one trip we go multiple times yeah. a week sometimes every day because we can mm -hmm. um, that's nice. and that's why we picked this location uh -huh. uh, but uh yeah we had to like pay people to bring all the furniture and, and everything up yeah there. yeah does it always smell like chocolate right outside? <laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah uh, there's a chocolate factory right across the street. Uh, it's not good chocolate. Don't go to the... Really? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like going to get like sued. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're entitled to your opinion. I would say any chocolate made in America is not good, but I'm a chocolate snob. <laughs> yeah. <so>. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's just like that really like cheap chocolate used in baking. Mm -hmm. And you can actually go to their store and try it, but it's... It's not good. Like, I would not suggest it. But it does make the neighborhood smell really good. So <laughs> I'm okay with it. So was it a hard transition going from long distance to living together 24-7? I actually talked to a friend about this. I we, we had some problems at the beginning, but I think it was very typical problems after talking to her. I, I don't know if uh, maybe Emily can attest to this. But we had really big problems with going to sleep and waking up together. Like, Holger always wanted to stay up till midnight. I love to be in bed by 10. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then he would sleep, like, a little bit later than me. And, and, you know, I just, like, always thought it'd be, like, the Flintstones. You go to bed together. You wake up together. <laughs> and uh, so it was really hard finding the middle ground, you know? We, we did kind of compromise where he would, like, come lay with me until I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but, but also that takes a lot of time yeah. of his time when he wants to be up, like, playing video games or whatever he does. But Yeah, we do that same thing. Only now he goes to bed a lot earlier than he used to. So 
but he still still stay up i don't know i've just kind of gotten used to it we have different schedules different ways of living and we've just kind of adapted so but it is hard like i do kind of get annoyed when he's like it's 10 o'clock and he's still in bed and i'm like get up and hang out with me (laughs) (laughs) yeah i so like i said i feel like we had the typical problems Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I don't I, like I talked to my friend she had the exact same issues with this bedtime thing yeah yeah and I would say that was our one and only and probably biggest problem okay smooth transition then it sounds like it probably helped that you were both coming into a new place where you'd never lived in Chicago before he was coming to a very new place but it was still like you could make it your own together you know, I, I, I agree. I think that helps a lot. And it helps not having a lot of people around to be judging us on what we're doing. That's I, true. I mean, we're just kind of doing our own yeah. thing here. So mm-hmm. it was kind of nice to be free of parents, friends, and we just kind of make our own routine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you said that, Emily, I was reminded of, I've talked about Married at First Sight on this podcast before, but have you heard of the show, Shana? I have, I and I want to know if you watch like Love After Lockup or Ninety Day Fiance. No, <laughs> okay, I, I just put married those... at first sight, but okay. I probably would like them if I watched them. But so I was just thinking because previously they would have like a week where the couples decided where they were going to live or whose place they were staying in, and now on this season they must have figured out that like that's really difficult, and so they provide some place for them to live. So they both have to move somewhere new. They're not allowed to stay at their own places. Oh, And they think it'll be, like, more successful for the marriage. So to that point, the quote-unquote experts on that show agree with you. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I think this has been really good for us. Yeah. I, I like it. I, I don't know when or if we'll move back to Minnesota, uh, where I'm originally from, or Germany in that case. Yeah. But um, for now, we like it here and we're just gonna keep doing what we like did you know anyone in chicago before you moved here yeah only one person which you know it's kind of sad i i really don't have that many friends here which is sad but at the same time like (laughs) (laughs) molly just motioned to herself thank you molly (laughs) (laughs) um i i do have my cousin who is great i love my cousin she's great and she's lived here uh since college so like four or five years yeah it's hard to make friends as an adult i I think everyone can attest to that Mm -hmm. and i i do talk to friends at work but yeah it's hard to meet people and that's why i'm excited you guys are here i'm like yeah (laughs) i can finally go out to a restaurant (laughs) usually we cook every night (laughs) so responsible yeah yeah i you would think it would be good for the health but yeah yeah that's interesting because i feel like it's always like an exciting thought to be like let's just pick up and move somewhere but that's like my biggest fear is not making friends like or not just like being lonely like if you don't have anyone already there what do you think emily because you're considering yeah it is scary but i think it helps to have some like be married and then know that you have just like that built-in person but it's also scary because it's like okay well now I have to rely on this person to be my husband and my friend and I mean that's what they should be but you also right you need your girlfriends yeah girlfriends or other people outside of your relationship are important but I have joined a lot of not a lot of two Facebook groups that are just specifically for people who listen to these two podcasts that I listen to and 
from those group there groups there's like some like 15,000 women in these Facebook groups and then they make subgroups for different locations so I'm in like the Minnesota groups of those and they have meetups all the time oh yeah so I feel like that's a good way to meet people is just to like find something online that you like and join the community and then find people in your area that like what you're interested in and then yeah it's just a matter of putting yourself out there which is probably the hardest part yeah no, another thing I'll say, and even though I told you guys that I really don't have that many friends in Chicago, I've never felt lonely, okay. which is kind of strange. Um, and it's mostly because of the power of the internet. I have Skype sessions probably every other weekend with really close friends, just catching up with them. And, um, I, you know, I love spending time with Holger. I meet up with my cousin probably once a month and... You know, it's just you're so busy. <laughs> you don't notice yeah. that. I guess you don't have that many social friend or social events. I, I definitely would have more friends in Minnesota and probably be out and about more. But I, it's kind of give or take. And you know, I, I'm very thankful that I do have the friends I do have that don't live here, and I can always ring them up or Skype them. Do you think that the friend thing too is also hard since you transitioned out of public accounting? Yes. Actually, I I was thinking about this. If I could give advice to a young accountant, I would say go to public accounting for two reasons. One, it, they make it so easy to get your CPA. It's just, it's, God, it's like butter. It's so easy to slice. And, um, that was a very <laughs> weird, very weird analogy, but <laughs> I've had two glasses of wine at this point. Um, but uh, I... I I would say the second part, it's like an extension of college. You mm-hmm. just meet so many people. They're young. They want to they wanna party. Like, <laughs> I mean, I had some of the funnest nights at PwC Happy Hours. I, Alyssa's going away party. It was a Tuesday before Thanksgiving. And mm-hmm. we all, every single one of us, stayed out until 2 a.m. Close the bar down with me honestly yeah and honestly it was a great time it was a great time we had so many grape apes from the loon um and i remember it was snowing and no one knew it was snowing until everyone stepped outside (laughs) it was you know it was like uh you know it was like four or five inches i I just remember it it was was a snowstorm because yeah it was a snowstorm that was the night that we tried to get a cab and then i told them where i was going which was just like not a far suburb and they were like nope get out i'm not driving you there Oh, so really? So St. Louis Park, they wouldn't drive you? Mm-mm. Because it was snowing, and so it was like bar yeah. closed, and that's why we went to back to the office. Oh, is that the same night? Uh-huh. Oh, okay, so can I tell this story now? Yeah, if you Okay, this is not my story. Actually, Rika, a previous guest of yours, should be telling this story, <laughs> but I think it's great. <laughs> so apparently Rika and Alyssa could not get a taxi. So what they decided to do is go back to the office and wait until they could find like an Uber or Lyft or whatever. And while they were waiting, apparently they fell asleep in our lobby. And it, was it after you called an Uber? Yeah. <laughs> so the Uber was like ringing them and like trying to <laughs> find them. Did but you wake up? I woke up like two hours later. <laughs> And I've never heard this story. Really? This no, is like oh the gosh. best story. I woke up like two hours later with like three missed calls from an unknown number. And I, Rika was sitting in the chair and I was laying on the couch. And I was like, Rika, wake up. 
I need to call another Uber. And the funniest part, I think, is because there's security in the building. Like, 20 feet away, the security guard was there and just, like, let us sleep. He's probably, like, (laughs) he just didn't care at all. I mean, he probably sees us come and go for work all the time, but he just, like, didn't care at all. Just let us random people come in the building and sleep on the couch. Like, the real MVP of that night. (laughs) Did you get charged for the Uber? I got, like, the, I think it's, like, a $5 fee if you don't show, like, Mm -hmm. the no-show fee or whatever. Yeah. And Rika was awake, just chilling. No, she was asleep too. We oh. both fell asleep. But <laughs> I was like, I'll, I was like, they'll call. And then I had my phone on silent or I slept through it if mm-hmm. it wasn't on silent. So they were asleep in the place of our work <laughs> lobby. <laughs> to be fair, I had two quit. hours. I was, I had officially quit. Oh, okay. Like she a few was, hours before she that. She was no longer working there. <laughs> and it was between the hours of like 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah. And. To be fair, though, that was like a couple nights before that. We tried to pull an all-nighter. Like, we were working a lot, so we were tired and had some libations. <laughs> uh, lots of libations. But um, I didn't even, I wasn't even part of this team working till like midnight or whatever it was. And I just joined. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a great night. I remember it was really fun. Actually, another thing is I would say my best, best, best friend uh, I met at PwC. Miss Carmen. Carmen. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we ha- we're still really good friends today. She lives in California now, so um, we visit each other every once in a while. We talk probably once a week. But yeah, I you know I kind of felt like people were a little jealous of our like work relationship, but. Um, yeah, she used to, like, buy me, like, you know, if I had a bad day, she'd buy me a cookie. And she was all depressed on Valentine's Day, so I put a bunch of candy and, like, a a bear on her desk. (laughs) (laughs) We were, we were practically dating, yeah. (laughs) Well, you were both, were you both in long-distance relationships? No, she, she had, like, a boyfriend for a little bit, but then she broke up with him, and then um now her current husband but i no she was never in long distance and honestly she was so fun when she was single oh my <laughs> god the best story about her is we went into leaning tower of pizza mm-hmm. and it was like 2 a.m right when they were closing up or maybe it was a little later and she's like i know you got some pizza back there <laughs> just give it to us <laughs> did they yeah <laughs> she was just like belligerent but it was awesome i could see her being pretty persuasive yeah. <laughs> she's like i know you got leftover pizza you're just gonna throw away just give it to us wow good to know <laughs> i just think she was so fun back in the day now she's married and kind of boring sorry emily <laughs> yeah that's how we feel about emily too no i'm just sorry <laughs> It's okay. hey, it's gonna be I'll, I'll, I'll be there soon. soon. Yeah. yeah, I'll be there soon. So yeah, can we? Um, speaking of the rock on your finger, the rock. Yeah. How did he propose? Uh, so he proposed in Lincoln Park. Uh, it was a complete surprise. He, um, yeah. Do you know the spot I'm talking about? Uh, Molly lives here in Chicago. It's a bridge <laughs> that has an excellent view of the skyline. And um, I had no idea. We really hadn't talked about marriage, which is kind of weird nowadays. I, I feel like you talk about it, you go ring shopping. None of that happened. Like we honestly, he we talked about marriage probably like a total of five minutes. He told me he wanted to go to Zoo Lights. 
which is something it, it's a winter carnival i've been in there Lincoln Park. I've been mm-hmm. oh okay great and um <laughs> shut up emily <laughs> just kidding i didn't mean I've it like been that to chicago before <laughs> So we didn't like zoo lights a year ago, so I was very surprised he wanted to go to zoo lights again. <laughs> I was like, this is kind of weird. So I kind of knew something was up, okay. but um, at the same time, I, I thought it would be like he'd surprise me with ice cream or something, you know, like <laughs> just like not a ring. Kind of the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and instead, uh, while we were like walking to zoo lights and by that bridge, he got down on one knee. My cousin was in the bushes, like taking pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was actually That's it was great awesome. seeing her because we we grew up together. So it was it was really cool that she was there. Did you cry? Oh yeah, I, I cried no matter what. I'm gonna cry like a baby at the wedding ceremony. <laughs> I already know that. So nothing wrong with that. Will he cry at the wedding? He told me he is hesitant to do our own vows because he thinks he'll cry yeah but we're gonna do it yeah <laughs> he's just gonna have to suck it up <laughs> yeah i got it it's gotta be authentic yeah. yeah did you do your own vows we wrote them together yeah and we said basically the same thing but we like pre-wrote them and, and you knew what each other was gonna say mm-hmm. yeah you know, i've heard that's better to like cut down on the crying we didn't want to be trying to recite lines in front of people when mm-hmm. we were nervous anyways and we're both kind of awkward introverts so we were just like let's just write write the words and the pastor will tell us what to say and it'll be good <laughs> uh, well i you know i wouldn't be surprised if we went that direction to yeah. be honest <laughs> but i have been to weddings where they write their own vows and our friend camille's wedding mm-hmm. they wrote their own vows and they're both of them were just like amazing mm-hmm. like we're all crying yeah actually carmen's wedding it was that way they yeah were, they were so sweet and it was just like the most honest personal vows i've ever heard so oh yeah i'll have to center this podcast <laughs> so she can yeah. hear all the nice things i'm saying about her carmen can be a pedal peep <laughs> yeah, exactly. so have you started wedding planning uh i told you well I, I i've been looking at venues venues are expensive if anyone's ever gotten married before the wedding industry is a money-making scam it is it is i you know i keep giving holger i mean you know he wants to get he wants a green card but i mean of course we're married we want to get married for love but also he wants a green card <laughs> And I keep telling him, let's just go down to the courthouse. Let's just get it done, you know, <laughs> so you can get TSA pre-check. But <laughs> um, yeah, he he's very traditional and he wants a big wedding. I'm looking at venues, looking in Minneapolis. I was kind of surprised. I feel like there's not that many options. So now I'm kind of expanding my search and lowering my expectations a little bit <laughs> and <laughs> raising my budget <laughs> because it is a scam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any advice for the wedding planning process? Do you guys have a date set? Like it, any no. time range in mind? Um, just summer 2020. Like Okay. Uh, well, that's good. Yeah. Then at least you have that. If I, because we got engaged in September and then got married in August, and if I would have spread it out any longer, I would have gone crazy. I was already going crazy. I just wedding planning was not for me, and we were so relieved when it was over. It was, really? it was like we loved it. We had a great wedding, no regrets, but it was not not my cup of tea. Stressful, stressful planning. Yeah, 
but that was not advice. That was just. (laughs) (laughs) That was advice for not having a wedding. (laughs) Just enjoy it because at the end of the day, you're going to, it's going to be a wedding. It's going to be great. So. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's what everyone says. Yeah. I, I feel like we've both gotten to a point where we're just like, Eh, whatever <laughs> like, <laughs> whatever venue you want mom and dad <laughs> just we'll get married uh, anywhere but we'll we'll see so what is next career-wise uh so i just got promoted to manager and um it's something that i personally felt like i've been ready for for yeah. a long time like i don't know if you got this when we were working together but i loved managing teams you're a great coach <laughs> I and honestly that's the only part of my job I ever really really enjoyed at um the accounting firm we used to work at <laughs> you already said the name like so. four times yeah. oh, did I? Yeah. <laughs> oh whoops that's okay I it out. it's not Can really a secret <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really happy I have that now even though I'm no longer at PW, uh, <laughs> the accounting firm <laughs> that I used to work at and it's been great uh so now I'm leading another team and I'm kind of like co-leading a team with um my manager and he you know there's just too much on his plate so I'm kind of taking over some from him and I really enjoy that when I initially joined this team it was kind of a mess and people were working late and I I think just some of the things I've done has kind of cut down on that and people feel like their voices are being heard. So it, I, I still have a lot more to do. And, you know, I, I would say it's probably the toughest challenge I've ever had in my career. But um, I, this is what I really love doing and just implementing change and process improvement and um, also coaching and developing people. So I'm really happy where I'm at in my career right now. I'm I'm really happy that now I have that manager title and I can actually push change. The the other thing is I've been thinking about going back to school. I you know, it's I feel like everyone has a masters nowadays and I only have my bachelors. So I've been thinking about going back to school, uh, especially I'm in the city of the best business schools in the country, uh, Kellogg and Booth. Uh, so I've been considering going to their part-time programs. That's exciting. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is like a time in our lives where everyone's kind of reconsidering mm-hmm. their path, yeah. I guess, whether or not they're on a path. I, I, I 100% agree. Everyone's trying to figure it out right yeah, now. Yeah, like, am I where I need, want to be? Darn millennials want to feel satisfied. I don't know. Their work. <laughs> what is my purpose? Yeah. yeah. Or just feel successful and ambitious. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Was, Break yeah. the glass ceiling. Yeah. So I was also admiring your Christmas card you had sitting. I, oh, 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 sorry. I was <laughs> like, I didn't send a Christmas card. <laughs> I don't do that. And you have some cute babes on this Christmas card. These are your niece and nephew. Correct. So I have what? two. What are you laughing at? <laughs> Emily's laughing. These cute babes. <laughs> okay, these yeah. cute, these cute tinums, these cute children on a Christmas babies. card. Babies. Yeah, let's call them babies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so one, one's my nephew. His name is Parker, and one's my niece. Uh, her name is Haley. Uh, Parker, I think it's like two and a half now, and Haley is seven months. 
How do you like being an aunt? I love it. It's hard being away from them. It, it really is. Uh, they have th- uh, two aunts that live really close to them and see them all the time. So I know I'll never be the favorite aunt, which is kind of hard to deal with. But at the same time, I'm going to persuade them with big, lavish gifts <laughs> when they get older <laughs> that I am the cool, fun aunt. Um, but yeah, Parker, every time I see him, he gets cuter and cuter. And, I, you know, it, it honestly, it just makes me so happy he remembers who I am, Aww. even though I only see him like every, you know, three or four months. So. Yeah. Which I, I think is amazing for, you know, he's two and a half. Yeah. So, Shayna. We have a question we ask all of our guests, and that is, if you had a reality show about your life, what would it be called and why? I feel like one of the most exciting and adventurous parts of my life has been dating this crazy man, Holger Kirschbaum. Um, So I think I'd call it International Love and like that song like international oh, that's a great song be like the theme song oh so. my gosh i love it <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's all it would be <laughs> it would be us sitting on the couch playing nintendo together oh <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it might play at my wedding it might be our like you know <laughs> love maybe it. that's our like walk down the aisle yeah song. that's fun <laughs> international <love. laughs> oh, i love it well, thank you so much for being a guest on Floral Couch Conversations. This was fun. Yeah, thanks for coming to Chicago, guys. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for hosting us. Yeah. And thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Floral Couch Conversations. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, SoundCloud, Anchor, Spotify. ITunes. Yeah. All the good places. Check us out at floralcouchconversations.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Floral Couch Conversations. If you have any questions or just want to say hi, floralcouchconversations at gmail.com. And if you're liking what you're hearing, uh, tell all your friends and feel free to leave us a five-star review. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.